Hey everybody, welcome to Bearded Baker Banter, our sports podcast. Welcome Trey and Trent, was that a little southern accent I heard there? Howdy y'all. Trent back from the Howdy. south. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Uh, yes, I am. I am back after a uh, you know marketing trip for the bearded baker banter. You know, posted <laughs> some of our QR codes uh, down around you know Broadway, a couple places I visited. You know where where stickers were present. So, in you know, in Nashville, I, not not Broadway. Bro- yeah, sorry, yeah, Broadway <laughs> Street, Nashville. Sorry, guys. But uh, yes. Yeah, Trent, you were you were a little vandal this weekend. You're sending us quite quite a few pictures of uh, hey, you just, slapping some stickers everywhere. You know what? I'm just, just trying right, to contribute. Just trying to contribute. Trying to broaden our oh. audience. You know, bring up some That's right. some, some southern listeners yep. uh, to our uh, our insights. Hey, and, and so, oh, yeah. real real quick, kind of touching on that too. Thank you, everybody. We've actually uh, really branched out this past month. We've had a great month. A lot of listens here, so really appreciate all the love uh, in terms of the numbers and the analytics, kind of looking at things. You know, again, feel free to give us a tweet, anything you want to hear us talk about, anything, you know, you might have questions about. Uh, we love to hear from some feedback from everybody. So, you know, great month here, uh, continuing through July here. So, but yeah, welcome, guys. Uh, we're going to get right into uh, some UFC, a uh, little bit recap here before we get into our booming topics of things. Uh, you have big UFC card this past weekend on Saturday, UFC 290. Uh, really lived up to the hype. Uh, any oh takeaways gosh, yeah. that you guys really kind of thought and looked at and said, whoa, I can't I can't believe this. What were your takeaways from UFC 290? Well, well Tyler, like, I think you hit it on the head. It really did, uh, really lived up to the hype. Uh, I think it was a great card. There were, what, four fights that finished under a minute. Yeah, um, under forty seconds. Some, yeah, not only not <laughs> only that was it exciting, but there were also great fights that went the length too. Yeah. So I mean, I had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway from it was, I mean, really, I didn't think Brandon Moreno had that in him, that yeah. that quality of a fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, I think Trent, you said it. One of the announcers said it too. Is that it felt like he won the fight, but he lost the scoring. Yeah. And that's what made him lose the title. And I mean, it was true if you look at it, the Pantoja. He did win multiple rounds and, and deserved the win, but it felt like Moreno won the fight overall. Fight, fight of the night, um, Trey. Who you got? It, I mean, fight of the night, I would say it's between that, but the Dan Hooker-Jalen Turner fight was right up there, too. Yeah. Uh, I would I would go with the Moreno-Pantoja only because of the missed weight. I think that kind of taints the Turner fight a little bit, yeah, but yeah, Dan, Dan Hooker still won, so, yeah. I mean, props with, to him. With two broken bones, and that kick that sounded right. like a baseball bat, like Joe Rogan said. I, I, Dude, I don't know how he broke his eye socket. Like, wow. All right. I, I truly don't know how he didn't get knocked out right yeah. then and there. <laughs> so, what was your takeaway here from the UFC 290? Yeah, um, I think it was as advertised. Yeah. You know, a lot of lot of build up going into the card. Um, I mean, obviously for us, we're all we're all kind of really really intrigued by. Um, oh man, names uh, Bo. Right. Bo Nickel. Uh, Bo yeah, Nickel. Bo yeah. Nickel. It slipped my mind there. Um, I mean, <laughs> I kind of feel for the guy that stepped up and fought him. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, as we discussed uh, outside of our podcast here, was uh, the guy that came up and did it. You know, respect to him. He got probably one of his better paydays. But I also think it just goes to show you the talent in the UFC is is the top. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. um, 
any of these other MMA leagues. Um, I mean, they're feeders. I mean, yeah. I, I, everyone wants to get to the UFC level. I mean, that is the, the top dog. It's cream but, of the crop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but to, <laughs> for him to for him to knock him out in the first round rather than submit him because that's yeah. been kind of his his forte. Uh, just kind of, I don't know. It just expands it, and I'm I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see a little bit of a, 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 a bigger opponent for him. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't want to throw him to the dogs, you know, the top dogs. I think uh, you throw him to the wolves, though. So. Yeah, that too. Um, like they did with Brock Lesnar. Now, granted, Brock Lesnar is a, a freak of nature, but I, heck, maybe Bo Nichols is a freak of nature, too. So, um, so Trent, would you say like a, a top 15 fight next? It's got to be. I'd say it's, top it's 10. It's got to be. I want to see top be. 10. I don't want to see top 5 yet. I want to see a top... 15 might be good, Trey. You're right. 15 might be good. More of a people, people, will be, people will be pissed. Um, I think 15 is not a bad idea. I would probably go with that because what you're going to get is these guys that are ranked above him and that have been like grinding and on streaks themselves, yeah. doing it longer. They'd probably be a little pissed to see them get jumped for a top 10 match. So why not take one of those, you know, anywhere from like a – 11 to 15 fighter and say hey you want a top 10 here you go let's see what you got against this i mean i'm pretty sure bo's unranked still yeah oh yeah absolutely so so i mean i say yeah give him the top 15 fight and i think from there if you see him dominate that like he's done i mean nothing's left the first round let alone like barely past a minute i think so um yeah but my other uh I thought one of the cool stories uh, that I read up on after everything was done was about Pantoja. Like, I was so for Moreno. Yeah. Um, I like the guy. I just do. I think he's a humble guy. He's not very arrogant, from my opinion. But uh, Pantoja was literally, what he said, driving for DoorDash yeah. like a couple couple weeks back. He even said, he goes, and, if you knew my story, you'd, everybody would be a fan of me. And yeah, I think he really like, kind of outlined that, especially, you know, yeah, like, when he asked his father if he's proud of him, it was like pretty emotional. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, how do you, how do you like, it, it's just that, that to me is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that, that that's happened. Um, yeah. And then honestly, here's what I'm going to ask you guys real quick is after we all saw the main event. Yeah. Volkanovski. Yeah. Pound for pound number one fighter. I, I, I still mean, I still give it to John Jones, but that's a little bias ah. aside. But no, Volk ah. Volk is definitely a guy that I, I don't know, man. I really thought Rodriguez would give a little bit more of a fight and you know, he showed little quick spurts, but I describe Volk many. as like he's like he's like a like a uh pit bull almost. Where he just he's yeah. so disciplined and just is constantly I, I loved how he switched his stance constantly, yeah. and it was to keep Yair Yair Rodriguez's legs from having, you know, from being able to kind of come up and kick him. You know, when you watch a fight, because Big John and I were actually talking about it while we were watching it. I said, "Look how many times he switched in his stance," and it was to keep Rodriguez off balance. So I, yeah, it's it's hard not to say Volk at this point in time, especially because John Jones has really only had one fight. But it's if John Jones beats Myochik coming up here in the next you know what couple months um i don't know that'd be a tough one but the the only thing that i could potentially because i i've already made it clear to you guys um the only thing that that could potentially because i i'm saying volkanovsky is the pound for pound fighter yeah um 
the only thing that John Jones has is he has moved up in weight class now and won. Yeah. Whereas true. Volkanos, I mean, granted, now that brings a whole other debate of. Right. I, I thought Volkanovski won when he went up. I agree. Um, but, but that's probably the only thing that you could see is that John Jones is a champ there at, at heavyweight now. Yeah. So, so, so Trent, to kind of to kind of answer you, I agree. I think Volk is the pound for pound uh, number one fighter. And I saw, I read a quote from uh, George St. Pierre today that kind of, I think, nailed it on the head. And he said that Volk isn't a specialist fighter at all. He's well-rounded in every aspect of okay. MMA. Yeah. And what that allows him to do is he's just good enough to train to be like the perfect opponent to whoever he's fighting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, and it shows, I mean, when he fought Islam, he showed his wrestling ability, his, his ability to not get choked out and, yeah. and like really fight control time on the ground. And in this fight, he was able to kind of garner in Rodriguez and not let him get too wild and throw these crazy kick combinations and like catch, catch him off guard. So I think yeah. he is, Pound for pound fighter. I don't see anyone in the featherweight beating him. No, um, he's, he's almost gonna have I, to move up. Yeah, I agree, and I would love to see a rematch against uh, Islam. So I oh, hope that's what happens. Surprise of the night. I'm not gonna call it a surprise for me because I did pick it. Uh, Duplessis. Uh, yes, we did. Really kind of taking it to Whitaker, and I'll tell you what, he that Duplessis guy. I know he fights in this weird, awkward kind of, you know, whatever his his thing is, but like. He's pretty exciting, and I really like him, and he, I feel like he's, like, the happiest person ever because I, I don't think he stopped smiling the entire time, the entire fight, you know, even as, you know, he's getting yelled at by Adesanya, he was still smiling. And I was like, dude, yeah. he's I'm, – I'm excited to see where he goes. He's been a guy I've been following, I think, his last two or three, maybe even four, last four fights, and keep an eye yeah. out for him because I think he's going to give Adesanya a run for his money um, in that championship bout. So I'm, I'm excited to see that, but – there's, there's some genuine genuine hate between those two, I think. So this this will kind of transition us out of some UFC stuff, but there was a big announcement um, coming up, not necessarily UFC-related, um, but Tyson Fury and Francis Nagano will be fighting October 28th. Um, I've seen now that it is a boxing match, um, meaning that it is not a kind of hybrid type of deal. It is a boxing match. October 28th in Saudi Arabia. So um, we'll get into more of that as we kind of get closer, but I think Tyson Fury knocks his butt out. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's my dude, Tyson Fury, baby. He will he, – the only reason it goes past more than – what is it? it? It's a shortened round, like amount of rounds. I think I think it's pretty much – I think it's world boxing rules. I thought it, it was, is. I, I thought it was shortened rounds. But anyways, he will <clears> – the <throat> only reason – that he'll that Naganu will even stay anywhere up past like two or three rounds is Tyson will just he'll put the show on. Yeah. I would don't even be surprised if Tyson takes a tumble at one point. Yeah. Just give a little look just to mess with his head too. Yeah. <clears throat> he's he's there's no way Nagano I'm I'm calling it right. There's no way yep. Nagano beats Tyson Fury. But yeah. Alright, well that leads us into I think everybody's favorite segment here. The booming Boom topic segment here. And, hey, we're going to start off That's with Trey. Right? right? <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with Trey here, who's going to give us some topics to discuss. Uh, we'll move into some other things sport-wise, and then we'll finish up, round out the episode here with some baseball talk. Go ahead, Trey. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, kind of, as we all know, the baseball All-Star Weekend happened. 
shout out to us for all picking Vlad Jr. That's right. And winning, winning some uh, big bucks there, but except um, except me. Sorry, <laughs> no, that's right. You know it's what, all right. My pick would have beat Vlad Jr. in the first round. Yeah, I don't saying. disagree. Adley, come on. Yeah, but no. So <laughs> that kind of leads me into my booming topic, which is just major league all star weekends in general. Mm. So um, it kind of got me thinking about the different ones, watching the baseball. Um, the game this weekend, which to me personally is, I think the most for the game itself, the most legitimate, true to the sport. Yeah. Um, I think it's the most competitive. Trey, this is actually a, a topic that I was going to use as my backing as to what you're saying right now. Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is. Darn you. Well, I'm I'm jumping to it. As I said, (laughs) this one week and the tables have turned. I know, right? (laughs) Now I'm stealing your topics. No, but um, no, it just had me thinking about all of them. Like I said, I think baseball is the truest to the sport, the most competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually, it's enjoyable to watch because it's, it looks like another baseball game with just the best of the best players. Yes. Um, I think that other all-star weekends are better in certain aspects. Like I like the uh, NBA skills competition. I like watching the three-point competition. Um, not so much a dunk contest anymore, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of get get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, ways that either one can improve. Like, I mean, the NFL we know is just a disaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of open the open the discussion to or just major league sports all star weekends. Go ahead, John. I'll let you go. So I, I, this was my my backing was uh, the fact that as much criticism as the MLB gets for kind of losing the you know the entertaining um aspect of the sports world um they're all star they're all star setup and all the game <clears throat> the home run derby heck even i mean i know nobody really watches this but the celebrity softball game everything is done right like everything's done right um i don't i don't watch a single thing for the pro bowl in the nfl yeah. um i don't watch a single thing in the nba for their all-stars. Um, but what I will say is it's, it's, I think it's kind of different for, for those other sports. It's kind of like the, the nature of the game. Yeah. Whereas, um, I'm not saying baseball, you can't injure yourself, but I think it's a lot more likely in, in basketball and, and football. And so the nature of the game kind of allows them to have as close to a real game as possible. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of I'd echo that too because I I think it also because there are repercussions for the winners and the losers in terms of not anymore. Uh, they did away with that. Yeah. So, so then, the all star game no longer determines home field advantage. So okay. So then, what's the point then of it's just a play, just a game now? You're sure that's gone yeah. away this year? Yes. yes, Tyler. And that that was one of the things I was going to bring up is. Yeah. To improve, I think, the NFL, they have to, well, I mean, like Trent said, none, none of the players are going to play another tackle football game and risk injury for a Pro Bowl. So, I mean, it's really hard to get the NFL to do really anything. But yeah. I think adding a little something to it, I, I would love bringing back the MLB home field advantage in the World Series thing. Because I, 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 didn't, I think that brought a lot to it. But now, like, looking at it, this was the lowest rated in terms of viewers. Um, it's literally set records 2016 2018 19 and then 22 and 23 this is now the lowest viewed uh 
all-star game in terms of the MLB stuff. So, I mean, it's – which I thought was interesting too because I think we've all talked about how I think some of the pitch clock stuff and things have actually improved and made it a little bit more entertaining. I was surprised sure. to see that the viewership was that low because um, there was a lot of talent. And if, you know, anybody that does follow baseball, I think, you know – there was, you know, it was it was an interesting game to watch. I mean, obviously, it came down to the wire. Plus, adding on the fact that <clears throat> if you actually are tied, you don't do extra innings. You have a home uh, home run derby, which I think is a freaking awesome uh, little add-on. But I, I don't know. I mean, everything about the NFL All Star Weekend stuff is terrible. Uh, I think the NBA has just become a showmanship of how can we make LeBron James even more famous. Uh, I, d- I don't view it as a real game. I, the skills competition, dunk competition, I mean, everything's really gone downhill a lot. And I really feel like, especially like, Trey, you mentioned the dunk competition because nobody really dunks like they used to back in the day. Everything now is yeah. a three-point shot. So I think that kind of, you know, tones down the dunk contest. I think the home run derby is exciting as hell to watch. And yeah. that was that was yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, those guys were really <laughs> – they were tanked. Dude, you watch Vlad after you like- done. Do you like this format better than the one where they used to have like ten outs, and they were playing against everyone? Or how do you like? Because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like the bracket style. I don't know if I like the bracket style, but I'd almost say give the guys three, three minutes, and then take your top four. Yeah. That way you're kind of going against everybody because then guys like Rushman, right, who put on a show, probably he would have made it. Yeah. I think he was he would have been fourth. So I I don't necessarily like the bracket style, but I do like the three minute thing, you know. And they gave you the option to watch, you know, the balls and distance and everything on ESPN two. So if people are complaining about that. Then go watch ESPN two. I like yeah. the fact that there was the excitement that you could see the guys hitting home runs. But yeah, I I think the MLB All Star Weekend really. I don't. And you could also make the argument too, though. The NHL has done something right too. That's a, another All Star Weekend that we didn't really bring up, but. Good point. Good point. I, I like would say NHL. that's second for sure, yeah. and that's a physical so, sport. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, when it comes to the game, I, I think the MLB is the best. Um, but I, I I like the home run derby, but I think I like the old tie. I like your idea of just taking the top after three minutes and yeah. have them not have the bracket. But I think the MLB could do a lot more with like more than just <laughs> the home run derby. Like they could do they yeah. could do longest throw mm-hmm. like bunk, with a crow with a. With, yeah, the bun contest. <laughs> you could do, you could do, you could do fastest to run the bases. Yeah, like you could do a lot more stuff that and capitalize on it because the Herman Derby. I watched it; it's entertaining yeah. and and fun to watch. And maybe some sort of heck, I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love to see some guys have a running crow hop and see how far they can throw the baseball. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Now, that type of stuff, though, risks injury. That's the only. Th- that's that's my yeah. only. I guess you'd have guys. You'd have guys willing to do it. You would. I think you would. I think you would. Yeah. All right. So I like I like that trade though. That's it's an interesting topic of things. But I definitely I'm I'm on MLB for sure. I think we all are. Yeah. And then just adding some yeah. some little and, wrinkles. And don't get me wrong. The NFL has tried. They did what the best catch this year. Yeah. Which I mean that, that could get better. They actually they, went to flag football. Improve. Yeah. Which I mean, good because it pretty much was anyway. They just wouldn't admit it. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, um, we'll transition a little bit here. I got a topic to discuss. Um, basically, in the news as of I believe it was today, but um, my topic here is about hard knocks. 
uh, and what are they doing wrong, what are they doing right, and some thoughts about the Jets being the team on it. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed that the Jets are on it, and more so because I think they have a quality team, and I feel like Hard Knocks brings in a lot of distractions. And I, I kind of looked at it in the sense of, you know, what did this new the new Peyton Manning series do uh, with quarterback, uh, where he followed three quarterbacks and obviously had success with Mahomes, <laughs> who won the Super Bowl. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts about the Jets on hard knocks and just kind of hard knocks in general? Sure, I'll let, I think... I'll let you go first since uh... – your ex-starting quarterback is there. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't be watching. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll probably end up watching it. But, um, yeah, Ty, I think you're right. I think a lot of times it does serve as a distraction. Um, like, you could have, you could, I don't know, people act different when the cameras are around, when they know they're being filmed. Yeah. Some people can get, like, an ego and try to show off whatever. Um, it, it just doesn't, it can only hurt you. I don't think it can help you as a team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see what the Jets can do without that distraction because I think they do have a good team and stuff. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, it, it is going to be entertaining seeing all that talent sure. be filmed, seeing Aaron kind of fit in with his team, gain their chemistry and their trust. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it'll be good quality. But, yeah, I mean, not too I, – I think they could have picked a better team just for the – I don't know, the entertainment. I, and that's what but, I mean. Like, teams are staying away. They're like, no <laughs> – no. So yeah, like, what, and, is, what does Hard Knocks have to do then to change it up? You know, it's like. Yeah. But Yeah, I just don't want there to be any excuses for uh, when the Packers end up better than the Jets next year. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the reason organizations are so worried is I, I just think they don't want to get caught. They don't want to get caught screwing up, breaking some sort of rule with all the safety measures nowadays. Yeah. Um, I think that's the key because now you got, you know, you got cameras at all hours of all meetings. Mm -hmm. You can't really, I mean, we've all been in locker rooms, you know, and, and, and you know, what, what, what goes on there is, is kind of like it's you and and your teammates and even coaches for the most part, not saying all coaches know everything that goes on, but, um, shout out, uh, Northwestern, but, um, (laughs) But I mean, I think it's just, I think it's a sacred place. I really yeah. do. And I think a lot of organizations and probably Ross, like the team themselves are probably like, no, I don't, we don't want cameras in here. Um, what I do like about it is it gives some of these guys that are trying to make it yeah. um, some attention. Like that, that's my favorite part of the show is when you watch the guys that are trying to make the team yep. um, work their, work their butt off um, to do it. But I mean, let's be real you knew the NFL was going to have to be have to be all over that Aaron Rodgers. You well, know, and, with, and especially with, with because, remember, yeah. the Jets were one of three teams that the NFL could force to do it. So How's that? How's that? There's – I forget. There, There is a whole, like, formula-based thing, and there was only three teams that the NFL could have said, okay, if nobody's going to do it, we pick you or we pick you or we pick you. And the Jets were one of those teams. And I think wow. it all relates back to playoffs or something. Like, there's playoff implications and something else. Um, but the Jets were one of those teams, and that's when that when it came out that those were the three teams, it was like, oh, everybody knew the Jets were going to be the team. You know, yeah. just, just because of everything surrounding it. But 
I, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I, I will be interested. I'll, I'll tune in. I think I go back to the aspect of I don't know how much you need to see everything in the locker room because I agree with you, Trent, about the sacred, you know, locker room being a sacred place kind of thing because it's you and your teammates. Um, I go back to the aspect. I think they should actually just have an entire game. That, you know, it's on HBO, right? Have an entire game just completely mic'd up and you just hear everything players and everything that just goes on in terms of language and everything else. I dude, I'd, I'd watch a game. I'd watch that game each week. There would be a lot of canceling out there. <laughs> Cancel culture. <laughs> man, what those yeah, guys, what those, what those guys say when they're hand to hand combat, man, that's yeah, yeah, that would be honestly, that would be some, some very good entertainment yeah. to hear a full game, yeah. a full game mic'd up. Yeah, man. I guess it'd just be pick. super tough to make sure you don't pick up on calls, but that yeah, that'd be the tough yeah. thing. But and just to kind of real quick touch on this, and then we can we can move. Unless trade, you want to add something to it? You said yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask if you guys could pick any team other than your own team, who would you want to be in the Hard Knocks team this year? Yeah. There's nothing better than the opening speech of saying you could have one butt cheek and three toes. We're still going to knock you on your ass by Dan Campbell. I was, I, there's, oh, there, sorry, explicit. Yep, there we go. But, uh, look, there it is. Uh, nothing, we knew it. We knew nothing it was him. Better, <laughs> nothing better than Dan Campbell. Yeah. Uh, I, I would see, I would love to see that again. I'm okay with that. I don't think the Bills would have been a bad team just with how close they've been. And everything surrounding them with Hamlin and everything else, it's like that that wouldn't have been a bad team to see. Because I I'd kinda like to hear what Stefan Diggs has been thinking because he's been he's very I don't know. He puts out some yeah. social media things that it's like, what is he real what's really going on? But I'd probably say but who would you say, Trey? Yeah, I was gonna say the Bills are a good one. I was gonna say Bills are the Chiefs. Yeah. I think the Chiefs got some entertaining characters. Andy Rue would be fun to watch. Oh yeah. See how many Big Macs he brings to a meeting. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, real quick on the last note on the Jets here, and then we'll move to Trent's topic. A uh, little fun fact tweeted out today by Schefter, but Quinton Williams, defensive tackle, uh, the first Jets player selected in round one to sign a second contract with the organization since Muhammad Wilkerson, uh, who they picked in 2011. So no other Jets Jeez. player selected in the first round from 2012 to 2018 had ever signed a second contract with the team. So that's... Dang. That's something interesting and a little bit significant as well. But you know what they say, bless you, thank you. Yes, I was, I was hoping somebody would bring that up. I, I just watched that video again today uh, on Twitter. Oh so when, gosh, Quentin, yeah. when Quentin Williams Trey sneezes in the middle of an interview, All right, he says bless yeah. you and thanks himself, like yeah. classic, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, Great. transition here into Trent, your topics. All right, so <clears throat> back when we were kind of getting this thing rolling around, I guess a little bit around like Super Bowl time, but most importantly, college basketball time, mm-hmm. uh, a topic that came up often, I think for many episodes, was the topic of blue bloods, mm. Okay. right? So blue bloods, by definition, are kind of like the the programs, the universities, I should say, college sports that um dominated mm-hmm. and um i'm i'm getting this or i'm bringing this topic up from his name on twitter is kyle umlong okay 
All right. And Shout out to he Kyle. is Kyle. Yes. He is a co-host of a podcast called statistics pod. Cool. He's literally a data analysis and he is a college football statistic expert. Okay. I guess he's, he's claiming that. I mean, I, I mean, the guy goes into incredible details, but okay. his article caught my attention and I wanted to kind of run it by you guys on who he identifies as the college blue bloods for college football. Okay. Okay. Now, do, do you want us? I will do you say, want us to yeah. say ours or first, or are you going to read his first? So all I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm just going to give you a little background information on what defines a blue blood, more like in the statistics realm of things. I'll keep it as quick as possible. I will say that based on his scoring system, eight make the cutoff. Eight universities do. Okay. 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 These eight teams have won fifty three percent of the AP national championships and have been ranked uh, 70% of the entire AP poll era. Uh, Other things that he takes into play here, and it's pretty incredible. I will share with you guys the the resource, and maybe we could even share it out with our our account on Twitter. Um, Because he actually weights things, different values and everything. So um, he accounts for, here we go, wins, weeks ranked, uh, weeks ranked number one, conference titles, bowl wins, major bowl wins, um, national titles, postseason awards, um, such as All-Americans, Heisman winners, and runner-ups. Uh, prof- and then he even gets into professional achievements, such as like College Football Hall of Fame, NFL draft pick, first round pick, pro bowlers, all pros, and NFL Hall of Famers. Okay. Okay. So all of those things that I just rattled off actually have like a weight to them, like a multiplier. So however many, for example, Heisman's are times three, right? So they're worth 3.00. So if you had six Heisman winners from your university that you have, you get 18 points in that category. Okay. Okay. So there are eight universities. Would you guys like to at least try to name, you want to try to name all eight and you guys want to give me like, your, yeah. your top your top three. I, I mean, I got can me, six. Can me, can me and Tyler can me and Tyler no kind Googling of collaborate? Guys. I'm not. I'm can me and Tyler collaborate? Yes. No googling. Good. Okay. All right, here, Tyler. I would. All right. I think we can agree that Alabama is on there. Yes, Alabama. Trent, can you confirm yes. Alabama? Yes, okay. Alabama. Okay. Um, Trey, I was gonna say Oklahoma. Ooh. Uh, I would hold off on Oklahoma right now. I would say Notre Dame. Notre Dame is in uh, there. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm giving it to you. Yeah. That's all right. No, that's good. Um, Tyler, how do you feel about Michigan? Uh, I'd hold off on Michigan. Okay, what about Ohio State? Yeah, Ohio State for sure. Trent? Ohio State is in. Okay. Okay. Trey, Miami. Florida? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not Miami, Ohio. <laughs> Big Ben, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would, I would like that. Miami, Miami, Miami. Yeah. Wrong. What? Wow. Okay. 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 Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, you really don't think Michigan, huh? Yeah, put Can it I on just there. Say, let me say something real quick. Miami is actually 13th. That's their rank. Wow. That doesn't. That's, so okay. Yeah. Who did you guys just say? Ooh, Trey. What I would about, like Trey. What about Florida? Florida would be one. I think Georgia. Well, hold on, let's okay, go well, Florida, well, Florida first. Let's pause here. 
So I'm going to tell you, Florida's no. Georgia's no. Michigan wow. Michigan was a yes. So you guys have yes. four of eight so far. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then Texas. You said Georgia's a no, Trent. Georgia's a no. Okay. You said Texas. Uh, I like. What do you think, dude, I like Oklahoma better than Texas. I like LSU better than Oklahoma. All right, go out. Yeah, LSU, because Nick Saban was there, too, and won a championship. Trying to LSU. Hmm. Wow. All right, um, Oklahoma. Are you guys both agreeing? I don't think Oklahoma, but, yeah, let's do it. Oklahoma. Oklahoma is it. What? Think how many wow. Heismans they have, Trey. That is key. <clears throat> Oklahoma is tied. Okay, well, then, okay, well then, let's, then let's say let's say USC then. Ooh, that's a good one. USC Trent. is in. Yeah. Yes. Good call, Trey. So you guys so we got, now we got six. Have... Yeah, we have six. Yes. We have Alabama, Notre yes. Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, USC, Trey, Clemson, or no? Are they just recency bias, like Trent likes to say? That uh, might be recency bias. Oh, I love that recency bias. Give it to me. What about, what about um, Penn State? I was gonna say Penn State or or even uh, Oregon. Hold on a second. Florida's a no. Florida's a no. Wow. Okay. I can give you guys like some of these teams that you're guessing are ranked. I don't like Oregon, Trey. No, I don't. I don't like Oregon. Um, Do we say? Let's think of some SEC schools. Tennessee. I was I was gonna say Tennessee, but go ahead, Tennessee. No, 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 Tennessee. Ole Miss. No. Get out of the SEC. Your last two aren't in the SEC. Terrible guess. Okay. Ole Miss. I just gave you last two are not in the SEC. I know. One of them you guys have mentioned. I think it is Penn. I think it is Penn State. Go Penn State. Clemson. Can we give you last two? Clemson. No. All right. Yeah. Give us last two. No. 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 I don't want to. No. I'm going to give you this. I'll give you. No. The... Don't. Don't tell it. I want. I want to. I'm going to figure this out. Florida State. No. And he said no. no. This is this said... is this guy's statistical breakdown to figure out who's a blue blood, and they had it, it is, at a uh... certain point threshold. Oh, is um. Oh man. Not Michigan. Oh, I can't think of it. It's not. It's not TCU, is it? No. WVU, Pitt, and oh. kind of Maryland, Virginia. Just Texas. Like, really? I said Texas. I know he said we mentioned. You them. guys didn't agree. Though. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Texas is one, and then I think I have to give you the last one. Uh, You guys are naming all teams that most people would say are over this. Matter of fact, like most the most the conversation into this. uh, Can you give us like a region of the country? Those good old flyover states. Nebraska. Yes. Uh, Very good. That's a good 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 hint, I guess. Yeah, Nebraska rattle or or rounds out. Actually, Hmm. they're eight. So. just to kind of give you guys the actual like top blue blood, I'll give you them in order. Uh, USC was number one. Wow. Okay. 
Okay, USC's number one. Ohio State was two. Notre Dame was three. Why was Notre Dame three? Alabama, four. Oklahoma, five. Michigan, six. Texas, seven. Nebraska, eight. So all those other teams that you were saying that just don't fall in these eight, Penn State was nine. LSU was 10, Georgia was 11, Tennessee was 12, Miami 13, um, Florida was 14, and then it goes on. Clemson's not even – Clemson's down in the 20s. Okay. Yeah. But it, 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 it's pretty interesting. Like I said, it's kind of a cool thing to like look at because yeah, sure. um, it has the whole board set up and ranked for every single category, like who had the most – um, in there and actually rounds out at number 50 with BYU would be number 50 in this range. Wow. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I just thought that was like something cool to kind of go through, uh, especially cause as you guys know, we debated, we debated, uh, college football or I'm sorry, college basketball blue bloods. till mm-hmm. we were literally yeah. blue in the face. Uh-huh. Um, so I just saw this. I was like, Oh man, this is right up our alley. So yeah, yeah, yeah I like that top blue blood. Interesting. I like it. All right. So, any other topics here? We ready to move into baseball to kind of round out the episode before we get into the second half of the baseball season. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So, let's get into our baseball topics here. We got bet something you love, bail something you hate, and then backing is what you support right now in terms of trends and things of that sort going on in the baseball world. Trent, do you want to start us off here? Ooh, with our bet? Yeah, start off with something you love. Mm. So I... Oh, you're catching me kind of on a... on a Coming off my booming topic here. Um, I, would, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would probably say for my bet, something um, that I thoroughly... I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, it kind of goes to what Trey was stating earlier. Was I'm just I love the All Star Game setup, uh, the MLB All Star Game. I mean, I hate to be repetitive in this, but um, that was just something that that I felt uh, was done. It's still it's still done right. Could it make uh, could they make it worth home field advantage? Yeah, I think that could be a little bit better. Um, however, I would I would say you know I, I love the game still. I, I watched the whole thing through and through. Um, I would like for them to go back to their their actual uniform. So, yeah, I agree that. with that. But, but yeah, so that's my bet. Uh, let's maybe consider making it worth home field advantage. Um, but keep don't touch don't touch the actual game itself. I thought I thought that was done well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> Trey, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, I got a I got a betting. Um, I am betting on Shuhai Otani and the Angels. Shuhai. Like Shuhei. Shohei. 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 Goodness. Jeez. Shohei. Shohei. Shuhai Pie? What are you saying? It's it's tomato tomato. I'm not. not, You butchered his name so badly. That was bad. (laughs) Either way. That's who I'm betting on. All right. Um (laughs) And I'm betting on him and the Angels. I mean, they're only seven games back. I think they either. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But they're only seven games back. I think that they're going to ride his hot streak. He's going to one-up Aaron Judge from last year. He's going to earn himself the biggest contract ever this coming off season. 
Um, I think that the Angels are going to be buyers at the deadline, especially for another starting pitching arm. Um, and I think that's going to put them over the edge. And I think they're going to come back, maybe steal a wild card, because I think the Astros will ultimately uh, win that division. But, yeah, that's what I'm betting. I'm betting on Shuhei and uh, the Angels Oh, my gosh. Shohei, oh, oh boy. Shohei, whatever. <laughs> Shoe show, whatever. Real, oh, real quick before I get into mine, Jared, Jared Carabas. Um, yes, Carabas. <laughs> had a tweet out. Sorry, yeah, he he had a tweet out a couple of days ago. Trey, you mentioned Aaron Judge. Said since Judge last played a baseball game, the Yankees rank dead last in the majors in batting, with a two eighteen average and on base percentage of point two eight eight. So Yankees are dead. But wow. that's just me. Um, so Tyler's turned into a huge Yankee hater. I mean, I always hated the Yankees, but now that they say, just screw me yeah. over. But now, now you're like, now you're like really outspoken about it. It's fine. Passionate about it. I don't care. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say the thing I love right now is uh, the Royals pitchers under K props. Um, Jordan Lyles, Zach Granke, uh, quick. Little hat tip here to at covers on Twitter. Uh, did the most and least profitable profitable pitchers heading into the second half here of the MLB season. Uh, oddly enough, two of the bottom three here uh, were Royals pitchers for least profitable. Um, but real quick, just to kind of run those down, uh, you got Luke Weaver uh, is the most profitable. Uh, Luke Weaver, that's from the Reds. You have Dean Kramer is the second most uh, from the Orioles. You got Tommy Henry from the Diamondbacks is also the most profitable pitchers to bet on. Um, And then least profitable, Jordan Lyles, Zach Granke from the Royals, and then Jameson Talion. um, Talion. It's kind of interesting. It hasn't hasn't moved much since before. Remember how? Yeah. I think I gave that a couple episodes back. A lot of those guys are staying buried and least profitable. And most, yeah, because this this was just tweeted out today, so it's been consistent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much has so, changed, but yeah, that's. I'm, but I yeah, my bet though, I do love. I love look watching the Royals pitchers. I'm also still a big fan of the Astros pitchers under K props too. I think they're getting capped a little high, so I like to get the under on the, some of the Astros pitchers. But today broke. Hey, if it ain't broke. especially Trey, JP Francais. France. Francais with his phenomenal lip saddle oh, and one of, goggles. One of the best. One of the best. Check him out, Trent. We talked about him last week. He gives oh, he gives Strider a run for his money uh, in terms of best lip saddle in the league. All right. So, All right, I'm ready to bail. I'm All ready right, to bail tell here. us what you're bailing on. All right, I am bailing... On the MLB not having the ability to review balls and strikes, hmm. um, they are they are currently using the technology in the minor leagues right now. Um, if a pitcher, if there's a called strike, um, the batter has the ability to actually challenge it just by tapping the top of his head. Umpire turns around. Uh, very, very similar to like if you've ever seen a challenge in tennis. I don't know if you guys know what I'm referring to, yeah. where they can actually show you in that K zone if the ball touched the K zone or not. 
So I am bailing the fact that the MLB does not have that. Hmm. Um, they need to just, I mean, you've already added a pitch clock. Um, and I would like, I would honestly like for pitchers to be able to challenge a strike. Hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's, it, it has shown to be successful down in the minor leagues. I know people complain about, um, instant instant replay or reviews in football and that but hey once again we talked about this referees a couple weeks back when tyler doxed the entire nfl league officials um talking about one guy specifically (laughs) (laughs) but uh but in reality there's gonna be an error and you know what i hate i absolutely hate when a game is decided um, due to an error in the umpire or whatever referee, and then they have to come out later and say it was wrong. Yeah. It's just, it's it's got to change. So I'm saying, bring it on up. You guys experimented with the pitch clock in the minors. You see that success, bring it up to the MLB. That could even be something, too, where if they're using the technology, and, I mean, we can even see it on TV and everything else, too, where the strikes are at. If oh, yeah. That could even be to a point where, not getting rid of the umpire, yeah, the umpire behind the plate, right? But almost to a point where, like, you have, like, a buzzer on, you know, and your right leg buzzes, all right, strike. Your left leg buzzes, all right, ball, you know what I mean? Where they're almost yeah. being told what what to call, but then that way it also relays it to everybody. Yeah. Something, you know, but, yeah, I okay, that's that's not bad. It, it, it's work. There's there's video out there of, of it being used in games, and it's quick. Yeah. It's quick. So, yeah. Oh. Terry, what do you ban on? What do you hate? Um, I hate, man, I hate the AL Central, <laughs> the whole conference, the whole division as, as a whole. Um, I think I, I just don't know what team is going to come out of it. I think they're all just very, very bad, very streaky. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably think it's going to be the twins. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't like any of them. Uh, I, I think most of the teams are going to be sellers come the deadline. Um, I think whatever team does make the playoffs is going to get bounced round one. Um, so yeah, I'm just bailing on the AL central as a whole. Yeah, that is, it's a pretty narrow margin right now. I mean, Cleveland, the Cleveland team's actually technically in first with a 500 record at 45 and 45, but yeah. Minnesota's. 45 and 46 and then after that i mean detroit is a mile behind <laughs> shot socks are a mile behind of the royals but yeah they're it's a pretty weak division so, yes yeah AL central step your game up man figure your shit yeah. out <laughs> um oh, yeah. i am bailing on the changing of the rules for the mlb playoffs uh Came out that pitch clock was going to be tinkered with, if you will. Um, Thinking the fact that it'll probably be more so because now you're in playoff games. You want more ratings, make more money with advertisements. Uh, That's my only thought with it, but they said that there was going to be a change moving into the playoffs, which I think is just bullshit, to be honest with you. Tyler, I agree. At first, at first, I thought of I thought of ratings right away. They want to extend the, totally. the commercial time and everything yep. come playoff time. But it's actually it was a players association proposal, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name, the commissioner, uh, Rob Manfred, is actually not in favor of it and said that 
the regular season should be played the same way as the postseason. Yeah, it should be. Absolutely. Should be. Absolutely. Don't change yeah. These guys, these are professional athletes, and some of them are actually figuring out how to use that clock to their advantage. Yep. So you could completely take away maybe a little advantage that some of these pitchers have. Yeah. And in the postseason, it's like that's that is bogus. You play a whole season one way, and then you get to the postseason, and it changes. Yep, you can't do that. So I hate we, it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really specify what it would be, but it sounds like they would just be more lenient um, instead of calling an immediate strike or an immediate ball because they the the fear is they don't want games to end on that rule. Then why make the rule? Then, yeah, exactly. Like, then yeah, don't make listen, I listen. Games. I'm on board with you guys. I'm just. I'm just elaborating on this on this news. Yeah, it's no, terrible. I know. Terrible. Yeah, that's that's what I'm bailing. I hate that. I hate the change in the rules. All right, All we'll right. finish things I'm... up here with baseball. With backing, what are we supporting? Oh, so I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt the like uh, back that thing up or anything. You know, I thought we were. Yeah. Or an ad. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Um, I know. I know. Oh, you want to go ahead, Trent? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead with backing. Um, I am backing the trade deadline. Um, I love, I don't know, I, I, I love it, and I, I should also say I hate it to some degree, but I guess the thing that I'm loving about this year is I actually think the Raiders are going to be buyers. Hmm. Um, how can you not when you have the third? Who? You said the Raiders? I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of my favorite teams. The, <laughs> yeah, was, crazy. I was like, whoa, I didn't know, I didn't know we were talking about the NFL. Dude, I, I was so confused. I was like, man, so we I, really yeah. switched gears. I have my Raiders logo looking right at me on my computer right here. And I'm just, I don't know. I saw Raiders and said, Orioles, sorry. Orioles are going to be buyers. If they're not buyers, I, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, we are we right now have the same amount of losses as the race. Okay, we don't have as many wins, but we have the same amount of losses as the Rays. We have the third best record. We were just voted, by the way, as the most likable team I saw in that. the MLB. <laughs> I so, saw that. Um, I'm all on board of this this rare occasion where I think the Orioles might go out there and buy maybe a – I personally would like a, a good lefty starting pitcher, an ace that's yeah. a lefty, because I think we have a lot of righties. But, um, yeah, trade deadline – uh, for MLB, it's the the reason I say I somewhat have a, a little bit of a sour feeling about it is that's where some of those teams like, you know, you, you'll see the Pirates. The um, Pirates will be sellers. Eh, maybe not. They're not too far out of the race either, but they'll probably still sell. Um, I think you're going to see, I think, <laughs> sadly, I think you're going to see the Cubs sell. Mm. And the Cubs, Cubs aren't too far out with that pitching staff they have there. Um, well, I would love for the for the almost said the Raiders, the Orioles, to get steel from the Cubs. That's a that's a stud, right? So there. Trent, there's there's steel? one team there's one team that already declared themselves sellers, and they said we are trading at the deadline. Cardinals. And that's the Saint. Yep, the St. Louis Cardinals, who mm-hmm. who do have some weapons to deal. Trust me, they they, they got some. I wonder they if uh, the third baseman, you think? Arenado. I do. Do you think they will? Wow. I think they give up Goldschmidt, too. I can see. Wow. I don't think, I mean, I'm just speaking from my team's perspective. I don't think the Orioles need either of those two guys. No, not at all. They need a pitcher. They need a, yeah, a pitcher. An ace, an, a legit ace. And I prefer a lefty. But, yeah, 
That's interesting. It's going to be interesting. That Cardinals club, I'm pretty sure they were the favorites to win that division at the beginning yeah. of the year. So, Trey, go ahead. Yeah, Trent, I'm kind of backing something similar to yours. You kind of touched on it with your trade deadline, but I'm backing the fall of the Tampa Bay Rays and the rise of the Orioles that was slowly but surely happening before the All-Star break. Um, I think the Orioles come out of it. I think they come out of the strong AL East, easily the best division in baseball. Um, I think they are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. And Trent, I think you're right. they got to get a pitcher. Um, I know we kind of – it was – rumored there was no like actual traction on it but i think shane bieber from the the guardians would be a great pickup who um from where oh, oh from the cleveland team, the team from cleveland yeah the team from cleveland yeah um i also think the white Sox have a couple pitchers that they could deal um oh, boy, i'd even fun. like maybe <laughs> that's what i mean and, and they're not they're definitely not going to be buyers come the uh trade deadline so maybe they give up uh dylan cease who knows yeah they, yeah, they need to do something. They don't have much of a choice. I mean, yeah, White Sox are terrible. <laughs> well, that whole remember that that whole division is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm. But yeah, so that that's my that's my backing is the the Baltimore Orioles coming out of the AL East, keeping this hot that's hot streak going in the second half of the season. I'm not trying to sound like a broken record here, but I I was also backing Orioles. Um, I did. I did find an interesting little tidbit fact too. Just watching the Homer Derby the other night. Since Rushman debuted last season in May, um, the Orioles actually have the fourth best record in baseball uh, since his debut at the end of May last year. So that I mean, like I said, that dates back to last season. But I thought that was kind of a fun fact. They're young, man. They're young, and there's a lot of talent. I mean, it was impressive to see how many All Stars they had this year. Because I usually feel like it's tough to find an Orioles on the All Star team. Um, the other team that I'm, I'm, you know, backing a little bit is don't sleep on the Phillies. Yeah. Is there, you know, they, you know, they had some bad losses against Miami, but if you look at Miami, Miami is literally fourth right now overall uh, with the fourth best record in baseball at 53 and 39. So I mean, it's. You know, the Phillies have quite a climb to go, but, you know, they got hot. They're getting hot, you know, again, kind of like they did last year at the right time, you know, heading into the second part of the season. We'll see if they can, you know, keep some of the heat going moving forward. But it, it all depends on them, you know. We'll see what happens. So Watch for, Tyler, you said about the Orioles and excited. Watch for Gunnar Henderson this second half. Okay. Yep. Dude's, dude's, dude's going to be an all-star next year. Okay. And also, I think we're going to bring up Grayson Rodriguez back up again too after he did some work in AAA. Yeah, he's. I know. I know he didn't really perform, live up to his hype to start the season, but he is a really good pitcher. Yeah, yeah. It'll, so, it'll be sorry, interesting. Sorry, listeners. I swear this isn't a pro Orioles show or podcast, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's a lot to back for them right yeah. now. I mean, they're second most profitable team in baseball. So if you're Keep an eye on. You know what? You get really good value on their money lines. Yeah. And totals. And, and Trent, you already said it. You already said it. They're the most likable team in the MLB. So. Yep. Darn right. Let's go O's. Huh? Just a bunch yeah. of black and orange birds out there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more thing. Note about the home run derby. You guys see the stat, too, that uh, most home runs, Guerrero, when he had 91 in 2019, uh, Rosarina this year at 82, and then Julio Rodriguez last year at 81. 
when those guys had the single home run derby record for most home runs hit, never did not win the years that they hit those. Wow, so that's weird. That, I think that kind of goes back to you know some sort of change. I think it's I think yeah. you get rid of the brackets. Get rid yeah, of the brackets. I agree. Take your top four. Take your you know and move. But yeah, the bracket makes it more exciting, in my opinion. It does because everybody loves brackets. Everybody likes you know this versus that. Yeah, I I get it. Matchups, yeah. But can we all agree that um, <laughs> what's his name? I can't even think of his name for the uh, Pete Alonso. How, oh man, how I bad feel... his pitcher was. Oh yeah, that, dude, he was yeah. awful. And, yeah, he was all over the place. Well, and they they said his guy canceled because of Jaws. a sore arm, and. I, mean, I felt terrible for him because, I mean, he's been the king here for last, you know, or for what, a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And I <laughs> he didn't get anything. He just felt no, he bad. He takes it so seriously, too. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I felt bad because yeah. every pitch was ripping, just awful. Ripping deadlifts in the, in the back weight room before yeah. it comes yeah. out. Like, yeah. Dude's a nut. Yes. He's a nut. <laughs> yeah, I love it, sure Having that big number in front of him to catch 41 was a little obnoxious. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but. That was to catch that in the first round, like geez, but. And also, I also think yeah. Mookie Betts should not have been in the home run derby. Yeah, it, it surprised me when they said he had twenty six home runs. I was like, no way. But yeah. you know, it's a it's a different different ball game, if but, you will. Hey, I'm just telling you guys, these two days, whew, they're rough without sports. So I'm oh, excited man. for baseball to get going again. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. We need something here because it was it was rough. Yes, but all right. we'll be back. We'll be back at the grind tomorrow with yep. what three recipe picks, right? Daily recipe, yep. And a board. Daily recipe and, and a board. board, yep. Let's we'll be, do it. We'll get all those out to everybody. First games at six oh five tomorrow. Uh, that'll be the Padres and the Phillies. A lot of games around seven o'clock time. A couple nightcaps there to close out the night, but there's a lot of baseball tomorrow, so. Keep an eye out. Daily recipe picks and a board. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the listeners. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Heck yeah. Yep. All right. Have a great weekend filled with sports again. That's right. Sports. Right? Because this is the sports (laughs) podcast show that talks about sports. And sports-related topics. Okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I'll see you guys. All right. Take it easy, guys. Peace.